How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome into a very special Lollapalooza edition of Inside the Archives podcast. I'm your host, Marty Rosenbaum, digital content producer and social media guy here at XRT. And we received the Lollapalooza lineup at 10 a.m. this morning, and I thought, hey, who better to talk about it with than Marty Leonard's XRT's Lollapalooza correspondent. You hear him backstage all weekend interviewing artists and giving you highlights on the great shows that take place as well. So I brought Marty into the studio today, and before we sat down to record, he had a great idea. He said, I don't know the lineup whatsoever. Why don't you read it off to me? I didn't want to know anything. Right. Radio so. silence. I, I was at, uh, I had a piano lesson this morning at 10 o'clock. So I, I had no access to my phone except for recording uh, my, my teacher playing some stuff. And because it's uh, Bach's birthday, that's like the only artist that we even talked about. It's Bach's birthday today. And it made me think, like, what do you think Lollapalooza would have been like in 1740? Oh, man. Do you think Bach would be playing? He, uh, he would probably have some of his fans upset that he didn't get a higher billing than Mozart or Tchaikovsky or any of those guys. I don't know, but in uh, at Lollapalooza 1740, <laughs> Bach is playing the entire Brandenburg Concertos, man. Yeah. From beginning to end, the was, whole thing. It was a great set on the PlayStation stage, if you remember <laughs> then. So Marty doesn't know who's playing, and I can rule out Bach unless he's a last-minute lineup addition. He has no idea who's playing. Wouldn't it be so... horrible if Sebastian Bach was put on the, uh, the lineup? <laughs> Well, a little <laughs> bit of a different artist than who you just mentioned. So what I'm going to do right now is read the first four lines of the festival poster for those of you that have seen it. It's about 15 artists that are comprising the headliners of Lollapalooza, and then we're going to cycle through and read some of the undercard of XRT artists and artists that we played on XRT over the years. And we're going to get Marty's first reaction. Right. Once again, this is being revealed to me right now on the morning of Lollapalooza lineup day. March 21st, 2018. Yep. So without further ado, we'll get into the lineup, and uh, I'm going to read through it, and then I want to get your reaction afterwards, okay? You're just going to read through it. I'm going to read through it. So, you're, so I'll, I'll, I'll get the whole thing. We're not going one by one. Okay. You get, you'll get the whole thing. We'll analyze right. it afterwards. All so, right. Starting off, The Weeknd, Bruno Mars, Jack White, Arctic Monkeys, Travis Scott, the National, Vampire Weekend, Odessa, Logic, Post Malone, Khalid, Lil Uzi Vert, Portugal the Man, Tyler the Creator, Churches, St. Vincent, Zed, Excision, Walk the Moon, Dual Lipa, and the final headliner, or the last artist appearing on line four, LL Cool J. Wow. So, so those are all headliners. They're all headliners. What, I, I have to imagine some of them will be in that pre-headlining spot, so the artist taking right. the stage before So uh, you figure Jack there's, White there's two headlining stages. Correct. Right, on either end of the park. So there's uh, four days, so that's eight headliners. Who are the top eight again? The top eight, number one is The Weeknd, two Bruno Mars, three Jack White, four Arctic Monkeys, five Travis Scott, six The National, seven Vampire Weekend, and eight is Odessa. Wow. Okay. 
So the weekend coming back for the second time. Yes, there a few in years 2015, ago. he played opposite mm-hmm. of Paul McCartney. Right. Bruno Mars, that's... I know that Lady Gaga played played Lala a few years back. It's got to be the biggest just straight pop artist to ever play uh, Lollapalooza, right? Yeah. I, I, in the eight years since Lady Gaga's played, I can't think of a pop, pure pop artist Mm-mm. of that stature of Bruno Mars or of Lady Gaga that's played at Lollapalooza. Right. He is definitely not a rock star. He's an entertainer. He's yeah. great. He's he's very, very uh, entertaining. I mean, it's, it makes it like the Super Bowl. Right. Well, that, that performance was fantastic. Yeah. I thought they delivered. Out, out of the past few years, he was one of my favorite artists. I and wonder who he'll be up against. That's we, a, don't have the, we don't have the schedule yet. No, that doesn't come for a while. So we, we don't have who will be playing when just yet. Right. So it, w- it would be interesting. I mean, if Bruno Mars goes unopposed, which has happened in the past, but I think Lollapalooza has been shying away from that in recent he years. Always pairing. He won't be unopposed. He's, not, next he's big, tour. but he's not that big, although he won all those Grammys. Right. I mean, that's the kind of artist he is. But uh, Jack White, that's great. He's yeah. coming back with a new album, Boarding House Reach. Yeah, and we is just out this Friday. This Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And we just got news today, too, that Arctic Monkeys are more than likely going to be releasing a new album this summer, maybe in May. I can't remember the exact date off the top of my head, but they'll be back with new material as well, looking like they're going to slide in one of the headlining spots. And then Vampire Weekend, too. Yeah. Uh, they have a new album that's supposed to be coming out. And. It's been a while since we've heard from them. Yeah. In fact, uh, the last time both those artists, Arctic Monkeys and uh, Vampire Weekend, played in Chicago, I think, uh, was at Lollapalooza. Yeah. Arctic right? Monkeys was in 2014 as mm-hmm. a headliner. And I think During Vampire, the rain, right? Right. And I think Vampire Weekend may have mm-hmm. preceded them then, yeah. either on that date no, or No, it was Arctic Monkeys played during the rain. They did. Huge rainstorm. That was the year... Uh, the year the Cars played because the Cars were on stage before they were. Right. When the, the Cars did that reunion tour, I had dinner with the Cars that night. Really? Yeah. We uh, at that time they were get, still giving us uh, dinner passes so we could go into the artist catering area and and eat. And I sat at a table with like three members of the Cars. So you didn't, which was cool. You didn't. And it was pouring, and I didn't see Arctic Monkeys that night. Huh. So you didn't take them out to dinner ahead of time and. Just mosey your on way over to Grand Park. It was at the festival. You guys it was at the festival. No, okay. I didn't have. I, I didn't sit down. Say we, that, that's a whole separate podcast. We have to record your long-standing friendship with the cars. But <laughs> that must have been an eventful dinner. No, we could have um, a, a podcast about dinners with yeah. uh, <laughs> dinners that I dinners where I sat at the end of the table. Yeah, <laughs> taking everything in. Are you guys using that salt? Yeah, <laughs> pass that over to what, me. What did what'd you guys have that evening? I don't know. It was catering chicken or fish. Yeah. Chicken Maybe or the a fish. salad. Maybe a or salad. The veggie option. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But, okay, so Arctic Monkeys. Now, that's great because when we broadcast live from Lollapalooza, as we always do, there's a chance then that I'll get to talk with Alex Turner again. Yeah. He's great. Remember with- um, Last Shadow Puppets. Last Shadow Puppets, A few years yeah. back. He just comes over and he's so world weary. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. He's like the most British guy I've ever spoken with. He- is very uh, slow with his delivery. Yes. But he speaks for a long time. Yes. But it always ties itself in together, mm-hmm. which is amazing to me. Yeah. Um, I remember when we were talking last time, uh, he was singing a song. This is before, I think it was before the mics went on, and he was like singing some song. or rep- No, he was reciting poetry, and his partner in Last Shadow Puppet said, what is that? And he goes, uh, it's uh, Nick Cave. And I had just seen um, I, I had just seen that movie um, 
with Jeff Bridges and Chris Pine. Uh, I, Hell or I, High Water. Hell or High Water. Hell or High okay. Water, and Nick Cave had done all the music, so I just said, uh, I just saw a movie where uh, Nick Cave did all the music. Oh, was it? <laughs> and I said it's uh, called Hell or High Water. It's like two brothers in Texas robbing banks, and he's like, oh, tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> it was crazy. He's, uh, yeah, that would be fun. It, you know what's funny, too, is he's he's my age, or around my age. I mean, late late 20s, early 30s. Oh, I know, but he seems like Michael Caine from 1968. Right? Some some people just have that he attitude a, and swagger. Yeah, so that's great. So they'll be there Vampire Weekend without Rostam. Right. We'll be able to see that for the first time. I, it'd be uh, interesting to find out what the uh, Vampire Weekend album is going to be like, seeing that Rostam didn't have anything to do with it. He didn't produce it like he did all the other records. So what kind of direction are they going in? How, what's that going to be like? Right. Don't and, know. And it'll be really interesting to see how they perform their older material, the stuff that Rostam had such a heavy influence right. on. How right. that's going to translate to a big stage. Right. Well, they're a terrific live band. Yeah. They really are. Okay. So we've got Jack White, which will be an incredible performance. He's uh, he's touring with all those new musicians who he's never played with, mm-hmm. guys who've uh, worked on hip-hop and soul records. And he'll have that go- the gospel singers, the McCrary sisters. I would guess last time that Jack played at Lollapalooza, he did it with the two bands, right? The the the, the, the woman, the band of women, and then the the men band, the men the man band, the man band, <laughs> the man band, the man band. So that was like two completely separate shows, right? And I can I mean, you know, one of my concerns with having Jack White as a headliner, and this this is coming just as a Jack White fan, uh, re- removing my professional affiliation with XRT and just speaking as a Jack White fan I'm a little bit leery of the performance uh when he played the Chicago Theater which I think you were at that show a Mm -hmm. few years back in the Auditorium Theater there were some of the longest shows of his career I think playing upwards of three hours if even if he gets a two-hour set which seems to be the max amount of time that Lollapalooza will give artists that still is a condensed performance you're not getting that true Jack White concert experience now albeit most of the shows he's playing on this tour are inside in theaters he's even doing a string of intimate venue shows in uh, New York, Los Angeles, and Nashville, the hype is new album. That experience is totally different than seeing him out in the field of Grant Park. And I'm just wondering how that's going to translate with his new material, how he's going to take that show that he's done and cultivated that intimate setting and put it on a giant festival ground. Don't know. We'll see. I mean, it'll still be fun. He's, he's a fantastic musician. I'm, I'm Don't know, but it also says that he more than likely will be coming back to Chicago at another time or maybe... This is really speculating. There could be a uh, take a look at his itinerary and see how many days off he has around his performance at Lollapalooza. Does that mean that he would potentially do an after show kind of thing? Maybe. Who knows? Right. But uh, he's playing in Milwaukee in uh, next month. Yeah, on uh, April twentieth. April twentieth. Yeah. So um, I think I'm going to go up to Milwaukee to see him perform. So then I'll have a better sense, Marty, and I can fill you in on. What that might be like, yeah. but who knows? Who knows what he does for a for a big festival? Right. Well, he does have the new lineup, which I'm really excited about. He's expanded his palette a bunch. He just mm-hmm. had a really extensive Rolling Stone interview. I don't know if you got the chance to read that, where he talked about stepping outside of his comfort zone from what he's normally done in the past, as far as writing, recording, where he would use try and do everything all in one take or record mm-hmm. sections of songs using every instrument at the same time, singing at the same time, and now he turned to Pro Tools and other digital recording mechanisms that he hasn't done right. in the past. And uh, and he recorded that record in a number of different locations, mm-hmm. so he kind of cobbled it all together. Right. Yeah. So, so who else? So looking at the rest of the headliners, we have uh, Portugal the Man and St. Vincent 
both of whom have escalated into the upper echelons of festivals after performing at the Chicago Theater earlier on this year, and Portugal the Man was just at the Aragon Ballroom right. playing. I think both of those shows ended up selling out, and I think it's cool to see them get that recognition on the top billing of a festival. Now. Yeah, and the thing with Portugal the Man now, at the level they are with the hits they've had with the Woodstock record, and think back to the last time Portugal the Man played at Lollapalooza, they won't have a van and the van probably won't be broken into or stolen like it was when they played previously. Remember that? Yeah. Their van was stolen from yeah. the parking lot or wherever they parked it at Lollapalooza, and it took them like uh, a few days to get it back. And social media, it was in the beginning of social media, right. really helped out. It was they, er- early on in Facebook and Twitter, yeah. and I think all their gear ended up at a flea market somewhere. Uh, like on the uh, southwest uh, side somewhere. Yeah, somewhere way far away yeah. um, from the city, so... <laughs> Hopefully they don't have any incidents. I don't or think they have to do dramatic. that. I, I think that I think that their uh, security will be uh, a lot different than when they played. Uh, you know the way undercard. I would hope so. Yeah. So Portugal, the man Saint Vincent. Uh, we've never seen her at Lollapalooza. I don't believe it's or has she? You know, I, I I have a feeling like she's played, but it was a number of years I've ago. Much her... different than where she's at well, right I, now in her career. She has played Pitchfork twice. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure where she played. She didn't play with David Byrne. They didn't do that. I no. saw that at uh, at Bonnaroo. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe she has played before. I'm yeah. not quite sure, but well, that's cool. It, it'll be fun, too, because her Chicago theater show, it was just her. She didn't bring a backing band at all. Right. It was just her alone on stage, and I'm wondering if she's going to have that same setup for Lollapalooza where she'll be going out on her own it sure playing seems, guitar and singing because that was a fantastic, really, really cool experience. It seems like it because she would have to have many, many musicians to uh, replicate that sound because... There was there was a you know there were a lot many different instruments, mm-hmm. or, orchestrations, electronic stuff, all that. Uh, I don't know. It worked pretty well the way she did it. Yeah. And look at all the money she's making. She's not paying anyone. Yeah. <laughs> she can uh, she can afford to do a more elaborate stage show than she's since she doesn't have to feed or take care of anyone else on right. the road that's playing music with her on stage. So uh, before we kick into undercard, I just need to get your opinion on this. Not an XRT artist, but someone I'm really excited to see. From the nostalgia factor, and to me, this artist speaks to what Lollapalooza is at its core, which is just a weird festival. LL Cool J. I'm that sick. came out of left field. Right. But ha- did he play uh, Lollapalooza in the early days? I'm probably on the earlier tours. I mean, you're talking Was like he part 90, of that? in the 90s, right? In the 90s, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. In the, earlier on in the 90s, he had a heavy hip-hop presence as well, so I would have to imagine he hopped on those tours. Does he actually do shows on a regular basis i mean is or is he just uh you know he's a tv actor now right i mean i think nowadays he has to be known more for his acting than his music and for hosting the grammys right sometimes right um <laughs> uh, well it'll be fun to say mama say knock you out yeah <laughs> so that 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 runs out the headliners that we have and i'm going to redo the list of undercards acts and this is just a highlighted selection okay only we haven't talked about small, these guys yet no. we have not talked about them so these are only comprising a small percentage of what the overall lineup is but for the sake of time and uh for the sake of conversation we'll go through this so other bands appearing at Lollapalooza will be perry farrell's kind heaven james oh Bay. that's supposed to be like a crazy uh huge show yeah well but- he's doing a art exhibit in las vegas or it's a huge thing that he's doing in Las yeah. Vegas with this. So I want to touch on that in just a second, and we'll go through the rest of this lineup. So we have Perry Farrell's Kind Heaven, James Bay, Catfish and the Bottlemen, Borns, Greta Van Fleet, Likey Lee, Franz Ferdinand, Manchester Orchestra, Anderson East, The Wombats, Parquet Courts, Stars, The Vaccines, Van William, 
and Post Animal. Oh. Rounds out just a highlighted list of artists that will be appearing That's in Lala's good. Undercard. So many of those artists sound like the artists who will be coming to our uh, backstage area for interviews. All, the, all of them will. Yeah. Funny you mentioned that because that was exactly what I had in mind when putting this <laughs> list out is, hey, these are potential people that we could be talking to this year. They're the ones who are going to come back. Um, wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's not bad. Did you say the National are on this bill too? The National. Yeah. I don't even think we discussed them. No, they're they're in the headliner status, right? They are. They are the sixth band mm-hmm. that is listed on the on the lineup. Wow. So there's some uh, some big rock acts as headliners, Jack White, and the National are like you know at the top echelon of indie bands, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, and in fact, all those bands are Arctic Monkeys as well and Vampire Weekend. They're they're still considered indie rock bands, even though. You know they're on major labels at this point, but they came from that world, which right. is which is pretty cool. Yeah, and you see Portugal, the Man, Churches, Saint Vincent, uh, all of them, even Walk the Moon to an extent that all represents that uh, sphere of artists. Mm-hmm. And you look at the undercard, and that just reinforces the right. presence of indie rock in there as well. Yeah. Uh, so Perry Farrell's Kind Heaven, just to fill you in, if you have no idea what it is, apparently it's a over a hundred million dollars has been invested in Las Vegas to a vision that Perry Farrell had in a dream one night where he was looking, in his words, he was looking down from a mountaintop and he saw a girl get pickpocketed and thought, why not make this a real thing? Let's make this, let's make this a real art form, man. So apparently what it's going to, it's it's a multifaceted experience that combines virtual reality with live music, retail, food, drinks, and you can gamble on virtual monkey wrestling. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I mean, they had virtual monkey virtual, wrestling. Virtual, I hope. I would assume no, it's they would not monkey allow wrestling. actual monkey. That'd wrestling. be pretty messed up if that was the case. Yeah, because monkeys, how they may not even want to wrestle. Peta, you'd hear something from Peta by now <laughs> yes. if that actually I happened. Think so. But one of the things I read after that news came out is that he's using this Las Vegas experience to do a porno for Pyros reunion. Hmm. So I'm wondering if that could be in the play. That could be a play here, or if Perry Farrell is just going to do what he did with uh, what was that band he had. Got around 2007. It was oh, like yeah. a solo band. I can't. I can't remember the name of it, but had some kind of uh, spacey thing, right? And he did a mix of Porno for Pyros, Jane's Addiction songs, and then mm-hmm. original material that the band wrote as well. Who knows? But what what what, is, what are they calling it for Lollapalooza? Perry Farrell's Kind Heaven. Kind Heaven. That's not what the Vegas show is called. It is. It's called oh, it Kind is. Heaven. Right. Oh, okay. Well, that's what they're doing. Yeah, so we'll see. So does that mean we'll have monkey wrestling at Lollapalooza? Uh, you'll have to stay tuned. We'll uh, Facebook Live it. I, I don't know what Illinois' gambling regulations are, but wow. maybe we'll be able to facilitate something like that. But that's not among the uh, top artists, right? That's like on the undercard? That is on the undercard, yeah. I, I can't uh-huh. remember exactly where it appeared. It may have been line five or line six, but uh, it, it is on the undercard. And also what was interesting to me is Franz Ferdinand, a mm. band that has played Lollapalooza before, yeah. was a lot higher up on the bill, appeared in the smaller fonts this year. And personally, I don't take a lot of stock into where people are appearing on the lineup card as far as their placement because in the case of Franz Ferdinand, they'll be down lower, but they may have a 7.30 time slot right yeah, before but, you know, headliner. They, they took a break, and uh, they did that project with uh, Sparks, you know, that wasn't re- actually a Franz Ferdinand thing. It kind of mm-hmm. was Franz Ferdinand and Sparks, and... Uh, yeah, they they just came back with a new record. But, you know, the the significance of Franz Ferdinand coming back to Lollapalooza in the year when the uh, park was was evacuated, that year, however many years ago mm-hmm. that was when the big storm came in, 
they were the first band back on stage after the evacuation. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and we ran out there uh, from across the street where we were uh, hidden in the uh, XRG studios, <laughs> where we had to come back to to finish our broadcast. Right. And uh, there were only a few hundred people out there. It was all mud and wet, but they, it was great. It was so such a release yeah you know is so a uh, celebratory almost cathartic in a sense it was weird yeah so then you've got uh catfish and the bottlemen who've played there before as well we've we had a great interview with uh van mccann of that band when it was like he was running for office he, yeah <laughs> he came and shook everyone's hands he's a very forthright guy and uh greta van fleet it was funny because we were joking around when i was trying to uh to be in radio silence for this lineup. And uh, Chris Swate came in and was pretending he was talking about Led Zeppelin's reunion. <laughs> it's a, that's about as close to a Led Zeppelin reunion as you right. can get at Lollapalooza with Greta Van Fleet. Right. And uh, Licky Lee has played there before. Anderson East, who's become uh, somewhat of a star recently. Uh, yeah, Parquet Courts, that's good. That's a uh, that's a pitchfork band that has made the uh, the jump up to Lollapalooza. So what we've seen with the headliners and the undercard, uh, one of the things that surprised me is that there is a pretty solid mix of rock and hip-hop. Electronic music, now I haven't looked at the whole undercard, but electronic music doesn't have as strong of a presence. Now they're sticking them all at Perry's They're, they're all on Perry's stage, right. except for Zed. Zed is uh, um, He's an, a DJ. an EDM, right. EDM guy. But it is mostly, uh, yeah, you're right, it's it's a lot of uh, a lot of hip-hop. Odessa. Man, they're they're supposed to put on an amazing live show. Yeah, I uh, I know Ryan and Jason have, have both played them on the big beat, and then New Noid is at nine as well. Uh, it's we, really catchy. Yeah, well, we played uh, the song that um, that Leon Bridges sings with Odessa. We we played that pretty much for a while. Mm-hmm. But this is great. Is, is Travis Scott a country artist? No, he is, is a, a, a hip hop artist. He, if you remember, two or three years ago was arrested on stage for inciting a riot during his set. He told the crowd, come rush the stage, come on, join me up. Like, we're going to, I don't remember exactly what was said, but he, he basically caused mayhem, and, oh. and now he's in number five spot. Oh, him. Yeah. I remember that. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he'll be there in a headlining spot now, so maybe it was a good move in the long run on his yeah. on his part. Well, you know, they're paying attention to to really what uh, what is selling, Mm-hmm. And what the hits our pop music has pretty much is not that not that uh, aren't selling as many records as they used to. Even like uh, Taylor Swift, her album was kind of a, kind of a, a not a failure, but it, it didn't sell quite as as much as they had expected. You know, it's all live show for those artists. Right. But uh, hip hop is, uh, you know, that's it. That's the big thing. Right. So we have you, you now. You know scope of the Lollapalooza lineup. Not mm-hmm. in its entirety, but you get a pretty good understanding of where we're at right now. Let's take this year and compare it to the past few years. If you had to rank this year, where like how how would you rank it on a scale of one to ten? Uh I don't know, but I think this is on on first glance uh more exciting than last year. I, I just the fact that Jack White is playing is exciting for me. And Arctic Monkeys are a great live band. The Nationals certainly are. I mean there's really good Bands that we know that we've seen many times over the years, and we know that they're so solid when they do their live shows. So from a rock side, and uh, hip hop fans have to be pretty happy with this. Tyler the Creator, that's that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. 
So here we what we're are. doing in August. Yeah, we'll 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 see you guys out there. We're uh, it, it it'll hold us over for the next five months, and it still feels like we were out in Grant Park yesterday for Lollapalooza 2017. And this will be the uh, we we've been doing this for over a decade now. We, at Lollapalooza since 2006, right? Since the first year that Lollapalooza came back to Chicago, that was in 2006, right? That yes, 2005. 2005 or 2006. 2005. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, XRT was out there uh, the first year when it was only uh, located in Hutchinson Field. It right. was in, in that in the uh, south end of the park, and uh, as I recall, there was a lot of bleed from the stages because <laughs> they were pretty close. But uh, yeah, Lollapalooza has grown so much; it's gigantic. Um, yeah. So, seeing that we've been involved for twelve, this will be year number twelve right now, and that you've been heavily involved in XRT's operations at Lollapalooza. Do you look forward to the lineup getting released every year? I mean, what is, what is that like? It's almost become a yearly tradition, but you kind of know what to expect as far as people's reactions, as far as they hate it. You know, some people hate it, some people will love it. You know, personally, how do you view this day? Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of speculation. There always is. Lollapalooza is one of the last uh, festivals to announce their lineup. All the other lineups are pretty much out there. I mean, Pitchfork was weeks ago. Yeah. And, of course, Pitchfork isn't on the same uh, scale as as Lollapalooza, but they put together a really solid lineup this year. One of the more solid lineups that I can remember, at least in terms of the top artists playing it. Yeah, you know, you're you're you you start speculating on it the year before, actually, because you know who's releasing records, who will be touring, and then as their touring schedules are announced throughout the year, you see, oh, Foo Fighters won't be part of it this year. They're playing at Wrigley Field, right? Oh, Pearl Jam won't be there. No, they're playing at Wrigley Field. There's so many giant venues for artists to play these days and Wrigley Field certainly has become a big player in that um, I would guess that it's really difficult to book a major festival of this size you know and you're committed to the four days and you have to have artists of a certain level to play there and I'm wondering you know get, getting your opinion if this is a symptom of oversaturation of festivals well I mean, we've seen when when Lollapalooza returned in 2005 or 2006 music festivals had wind down a lot i mean there there wasn't anything that was as large as Lollapalooza as now you had coachella and bonnaroo mm-hmm. but even then those festivals haven't become the behemoth festivals that they are today right no no you, you see with bonnaroo that it has been diminished uh, a lot over the over the past few years that was uh always you could expect ninety thousand people there and i think last year they did like half that mm-hmm uh, festivals certainly are a huge part of the music business in our summer times, but yeah, there are so many other options. There's so many things going on. I mean, there's street festivals in Chicago. There's bands playing like constantly. Yeah, and all different size bands. I mean, we have Robert Plant playing at Millennium Park in uh, in June, and then just look at the the uh, the indoor venues. I mean, three nights with David Byrne, and U2 is just a few weeks before that. And then you've got Bon Iver playing his own show at Millennium Park. I mean, there's so much competition for these artists. Right. And it's it, it's tough to make the, as you mentioned before, to make the festival a destination from a booking standpoint. How do you separate yourself from an artist being like, I want to do my own show. I have much more creative freedom over that than right. I only have one hour to perform a festival set. I think what we found with Lollapalooza over the past few years that it's the experience that sells it because Mm -hmm. the tickets do go on sale before the lineup is announced and in past years it didn't really matter the show the uh, entire festival was sold out uh, by the time the uh, the lineup was announced so i think um 
Lollapalooza has such a wide range of ages as well. I mean, there's uh, there's really young kids there, and then there's people in their 60s. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I don't know, it kind of uh, represents the entirety of, uh, of rock over the past however many decades. I think maybe Lollapalooza might do well to do some heritage artists, you know? Yeah. Um, first year they played, though, I mean, Widespread Panic was part of it, but Widespread Panic doesn't do uh, festivals anymore. But some, some older acts, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's been missing the past few years as but far as Mac- headliners. But McCartney has played there. Yeah, that was 2015, a couple years ago. Yeah. I mean, recently... Uh, the big the big headliners 2016 we had Radiohead LCD Sound System mm-hmm. last year was Chance the Rapper The Killers Muse so it's a yeah. lot of a, a lot of rock acts that younger audiences can connect to and you're you are missing that heritage act we had to look all the way down to LL Cool J to see someone that screams wow what a throwback that is mm-hmm. and that was kind of what Lollapalooza was about in the earlier years of the second iteration. Right. And but there are so many artists who play Lollapalooza as well, and we don't. there are many artists who we don't even know who are on this festival. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is a stepping stone kind of festival like that. You get introduced to so many new acts. So it's the kind of thing where you just go there and spend the entire day, and you know you're not really – the headliner is how your night is going to end, but that's certainly nowhere near what your experience is going to be. Right. It's hard it, – you... I think you bring up a very, very good point that the experience makes the whole thing worthwhile. Yeah. It's in the initial looking of the lineup, I was a bit disappointed because you see these names and you see them at festivals all over the country. But once you get in the thick of it and you come out of Lollapalooza and Lollapalooza weekend, I'm always blown away at how fun it is, how mm-hmm. great of a time it is. You're in the middle of downtown Chicago and you're seeing great music and you walk away with finding new favorite bands that you didn't even know existed beforehand. Yeah, that, and as you said, you're in downtown Chicago, and the experience of being in a major city and going to this huge festival and spending time in this great city seeing music is, uh, it's beyond compare because there really aren't any urban festivals of this size in, in this scope, and now this heritage, I'm, you know, it's been here a, a long, long time, and they really know how to run a festival too. They yeah. make it very, very easy for everyone, and uh, some of the most professional people running festivals for sure. Um, and always a blast to talk to. The Charlies are a lot of fun. Yeah, every year. it's one of my favorite conversations to hear yeah. you guys have. And the and, and the relationship that Chicago has with Lollapalooza and that XRT has with Lollapalooza over the years is something that I I feel is. Um, you know, just one of the the great highlights of of my career that I've been able to be involved with the festival as much as I have, and met you know met all these great great artists, and uh, it's a ways off. It's August. Yeah, it's going to be summertime. It'll, and, it'll, it'll come before we know it, though. Yeah, and there's going to be great performances, and uh, as always, uh, Lollapalooza will become the center of the rock universe for exactly. that weekend. It's like you have that line down to a T. Yeah. Yes, that that kind of rolls off the, the tongue a little bit. <laughs> well, we're uh, t- today is a big day with the lineup announcement, and it's a lot of emotions running through people, positive, negative. But I think once August second through the fifth comes about, and you're at Grant Park, you're you're gonna have a great time. It's really hard to be sour at a music festival. Yeah. And you know, Marty, uh, next week XRT will be uh, handing out uh, four day passes. We will be all week long, starting on Monday, right? Three times a day three as time, well. Three times a day. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, – and those are value. There's a high value on those. Yeah, I think the uh, 
the face value of a ticket is $335 for a four-day pass, and you throw in about $50 worth of taxes and fees, mm-hmm. you got yourself a pretty good bargain if you can score a pair of those for free. Yeah, so we'll start giving those away next week. I'm going to be on vacation, so I won't be part of that. I'm really bummed. Can we send a couple wristbands with you? Maybe, send- have, maybe have a call in from the beach or wherever you're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I just found a guy out here in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> He's my winner. Yeah. Um, rules be damned yeah so uh yeah so make sure you're listening to xrt all week and uh you know we'll talk to you from lollapalooza and yeah well, hopefully and it, before that <laughs> I, I i would hope so but it's it's a lot of fun to lead up to the festival too because you get news about after shows what food's going to be there and uh you really do a great job of wrapping that all up once we do get to lollapalooza uh-huh. weekend and, oh how cool uh you know ma- making that its own unique experience so who of these artists do you think will be doing after shows that's there there's oh, the boy. speculation Oh boy, uh, uh, the national, the national, maybe. I'd really love to see a Jack White one. I mean that that would bring down the house. Yeah, that would be yeah. Saint Vincent would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Perry Farrell's kind of, and I just want to know what that is. That's a you know, know. It, it, if we got that at a place like the Metro or something, Don't where know. you're bringing in virtual monkey wrestling and well, Porno for Pyros is playing. That, that's our something. next Lollapalooza uh, podcast when we talk yeah. about the uh, <laughs> the after shows. Yeah, yeah, but that's a, that's a little ways off. But in the meantime, uh, some four-day passes are still available as of recording on Wednesday, March 21st. Don't know how long that'll last for. So if you are looking to get into the festival, four-day passes are available right now. Single-day passes uh, will go on sale in the near future. We don't have an exact date or time when that'll be. And if you miss out on either of those, as Marty said, we'll be giving away all next week on XRT three times a day. And I have to imagine we'll have a couple of pairs of four-day general admission passes stowed away for future giveaways. That could very well be. Yeah. That could very well be. I'm holding you to that. Well, now it's my responsibility <laughs> to execute that. That's a big gonna, order. You have to go out and buy those with your own money to give them away because mm. you just said that. Mm. We'll see no, about that. No. <laughs> we'll see. But once again, Marty, thank you so much for joining today. Sure. And it's a nice uh, precursor to get people excited for the weekend. And since you'll be out there, it'll be... Uh, It'll be fun to experience it yet again. Thanks, Marty. Thank you. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.